welcome. Welcome to The Remix, the video podcast that keeps you in the mix of everything real estate. I'm Noel Fryson. And I'm Eric Anderson. And today we're going to be talking about how to take advantage of an emerging market. Today we have with us Marquise Abraham, who's the Vice President of Sales at Alexander Anderson Real Estate Group for Hudson County, where Jersey City is. Absolutely. Welcome, uh, Marquis. But wait, wait, wait. To have As always, yes. Oh, have, who's that across from me? We have Nima Mary, a Mary law firm, our legal eagle. So I'm sure Nima's going to have a lot to say about growth in emerging markets, right? Uh, no, I don't. I don't believe in emerging <laughs> markets. I like subdued markets that are that don't make anyone any money. That's why you're yeah. here in Hackensack. And I strongly <laughs> recommend nobody watching this invest in emerging markets. They just go to markets that we're not in. I totally disagree with that. <laughs> Eric likes to promote competition for him. Absolutely. Competition is great. It makes things uh, fair. It makes things more interesting. All things that I have no interest in. <laughs> Marquise, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, thank you for having me. I made the big show finally, so I'm extremely happy to be here. Uh, I actually am a Jersey City native. Okay. Uh, grew up in Jersey City, went to high school there. And uh, after college, came back and lived there for many years. Uh, so uh, just um, started out as an attorney um, and decided to pursue my real passion, which is in real estate. I've uh, been working with Alexander Anderson now for about five years. Um, great company, which I'll tell you guys all about. Um, and uh, yeah, when I was an attorney, I did a lot of development work. Mm -hmm. um, and I just love real estate sales and, and, and the, the, the process of uh, competing, like Eric says. Yes, it's all about competing. Absolutely. We love competing. We love winning, too. 100%. So just to put this into perspective for everyone out there, uh, Jersey City is like a Buffalo or a Pittsburgh or a Gary, Indiana, uh, Dover, Delaware. So you can take the lessons that you're going to learn. I Googled it. I don't know if. It, no, it's Ema, exactly Ema the same. No, it, yeah, almost exactly. Yeah, like yeah. It's demographic, everything yeah. is the same as <laughs> East Bumblefog, <laughs> Bumblefog, and like the yeah, lessons, guys, that you're going to take from Bumblefog. this today are what you need to be doing investment-wise, real estate-wise in these growth markets. Okay. Absolutely. So, so you've been in there your whole life. So why don't you just give us start with an overview of what it was. Because what are you, like 40 at this point in your life? A little bit older than that, but I'll take that, Eric. I'm going to run with that. Okay, so tell us what it was when you were growing up, and then tell us what what you've seen, Absolutely. how it's progressed, and what you see now. And then, then we want to know what, what are the opportunities that you felt that had you been in real estate 20 years ago, maybe you would have taken advantage of um, and, and so things of that nature. all those dumps by the water. <laughs> right. Yeah, I should have been that guy. So I, I, those dumps, that's exactly where I want to go first and foremost, mm -hmm. Eric. Uh, I went to uh, St. Peter's Prep High School, which is downtown sure. Jersey City. Okay. Mm -hmm. I went to Bosco. I don't know if we can be friends. No, it's all good. We, we can. That, that, I think we passed that. Uh, <laughs> um, the rivalry remains. <laughs> but uh, the uh, – so – when when uh, we were young people going to high school down there, there was nothing but abandoned factories. I mean, literally, um, I, I was an athlete in high school, so I didn't drink or anything like that. But I loved Sorry all. For your loss. Yeah, I know. I loved all the drinkers, right? So they would always invite me out, and that's where that, that's where they would go drink in the abandoned factories. Okay. Um, and uh, so um, the growth there really started right around the time when I graduated. You know, 
20 some odd years ago uh, and they started building uh, residential complexes downtown Jersey City in that area right near the waterfront. I mean, literally, it was just dump. Um, and uh, by the time I graduated college, there were high-end buildings. I mean, Swiss Beats had a, 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 um, a you know, a, 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 what is it? Like a headquarters? A, yeah, his, his studio and also a penthouse. That's what I'm just trying to say. Sorry. Uh, he had a penthouse there right downtown. And Swiss, Swiss Beats? Oh, Swiss oh, Beats. Oh, He's a famous bro. music producer. Are you serious, Eric? Oh, okay. And, and, and so, you know, we, we saw that change. And uh, as young people just graduating college, trying mm-hmm. to find our way, um, we, we were kind of, you know, it's like, wow, they're building stuff down here. You know, we used to hang out down here, but now they're, they're really building and growing. And, you know, well, some what year of, is this? Because this you, is this is 2000. This is 2000, 2001. OK, just so you're, you're using yeah. like you're using your graduation. But absolutely. So you're right. 2000, 2001. Yeah. But I remember this as well, because around 11 happened. No, around oh. 2005. Yes. Um. A, a bunch of my friends, I grew up in Manhattan, and a bunch of my friends made the mm-hmm. exodus and from moved Manhattan to Jersey, to City. Jersey City, and they were exactly. living in the loft. Bridge and tunnel. Exactly, 100%. <laughs> they were living in the lofts and doing, and, and, and that's really what, getting great deal. That's what we were all doing. You know, I grew up in the Greenville area, um, which is still up and coming, another uh, place of opportunity. And certainly, you know, when I got out of college, I didn't expect to be paying $2,000 in rent. Mm-hmm. But it was like a source of pride because now I'm coming back to my city. All the young people are here. I'm paying high rent. So, you know, I'm in the high rent district. And it was great. Um, and so some of these cities that you're mentioning, I think it's, it, it's really instructive on what was happening 10 or 15 years ago. Then you can project out now. You see where we're we're at now. And it's still happening. It's still booming. There's still a lot of great opportunities. But in these other cities you mentioned, I I think so. If you can if you can take what I just mentioned and and see those things coming, because obviously you're going to you have these big high rises now in Jersey City, all sorts of development. They're still doing um, the Bayfront development that's coming, which is going to be great. Um, But, you know, now that, you know, you're probably a little done with some of the main high rises, you still have big developments going up that are getting variances to approve 30 units, 25 units, 60 units, just 16 units. Exactly. And so you you see all these things still coming, even though 20 years ago, you know, you had a, um, a rental building that was like 100 units. And you're like, wow, you know, do we even have the density for this? Where does it go? It's, It's just kept going. Well, of course, I mean, Jersey City is going to surpass Newark. As the largest city in New Jersey. Yep. Soon. So, so I, I, I have to say something about Jersey City. I, I, I seldomly like to concede I was wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. And oh, wait, are you going to say you were wrong? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> everyone watched. In 2008, <laughs> when everything collapsed, um, you know, I was living in Hoboken. Uh, and many people said, oh, Jersey City is a great place to invest. And I always said, it'll be the next Hoboken. And I always said it will never, ever happen. And the reason I said that was Jersey City is too big. Mm-hmm. It is too big. Hoboken is one square mile. It is, it is gentrified. It is, you just can't go anywhere. You're limited. But Jersey City is so damn big that they just can't. People are not going to flock into Jersey City. Because what, you have a light rail and some shitty mall? Yeah. That was a wait. I was a firm believer that Jersey City could never, it was a wannabe. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my brother had bought 
one of those new they came on those high rises really started in like 08 yep. big ones yep. and, and guys you could you could pick those off for free in 08 09 absolutely there was so many incentives now yeah. they're millions of yeah. dollars yep. you know i mean he sold it if he kept it, it would worth three times as much yep. but i truly never believed that jersey city could be what it is today and today it's far better than hoboken yeah it's so better it is better infrastructure it's newer it's more it, it, it's more diverse so you got to give that to the city planners so they obviously right. when you're taking a big place like that you have to corral it into specific areas mm -hmm. and i know you were you were saying that it was so big and that people wouldn't necessarily do um developments that were next to each other so it would be too hard to really fix or clean up an area but when you make a specific zoning into a smaller pocket it forces the developers to stay there and that's what changes it and then you just slowly grow out from there they did the same thing in in hackensack new jersey is they they isolated specific areas and that's what made the growth um, work so i think that's an, something that you could look through at other cities in the country and if they're doing similar pocketed things like nope. that I'm going to say something now, and you guys can agree with me or disagree with me. Mm. I hope you disagree with me so we can argue. <laughs> I don't think, and sorry, Noel, I don't think that these other cities you mentioned can be replicated to Jersey City. Jersey City mm. has one thing that most other cities in the country do not. Proximity to New York City. Yes, that's where he's going. And I, I totally get that. We can talk about Brooklyn. That was on my list as well. Brooklyn's cool, but we're, we're and, and that's, a, that's a bit, we're talking about being in Jersey, mm. a different right. state. And in fact, I think the commute from Jersey City is actually it's better, than, Brooklyn. better than, than Brooklyn. Than Brooklyn. Yeah. Right? Agreed. So so you have a population hub to draw people in from mm -hmm. that nowhere else in the world has. You you can go to what'd you say, Boise, Idaho? Uh Gary, Indiana. Okay. I was gonna say no Udaho, but <laughs> get it, Idaho. Sorry, that that came out wrong. Um but anyway. Uh they don't none of these places have the necessary jobs or uh, infrastructure for work that will draw people to move in and build as rapidly and expand as quickly as somewhere like Jersey City. Jersey City is drawing from not only all the suburbs of New Jersey who are they're coming out of school. Jersey is one of the most dense is the most densely populated state in the country, right? And especially North Jersey is just another level. Um <coughs> It, it, Jersey City is just unique. No, it can't be replicated. I, I think a, another, uh, you know, I tend to agree with you that those other places uh, could uh, be great for growth potential, but Jersey City is unique uh, in a lot of ways. Um, they had certain things that were already there that just enhanced their attractiveness to others. They had two universities. Uh, NJCU, St. Peter's University. Mm -hmm. I mean, St. Peter's University has one of the best business schools around. And I mean, you can get an affordable education and be a part of the town. Mm -hmm. They, you know, they have five county parks um, throughout the throughout uh, the city. It, it, it's a city, but you have diversity in how it is a city mm -hmm. as well. So you're not just all big sky high rise buildings. You can get brownstones. You can get houses that are, you know, 50 by 150 with a big backyard. Um, you can really kind of figure it out. So you're attracting different populations for a lot of different reasons there, too. And you have the view that Liberty State Park. 100%. You, ha you have the view of the city. Yeah. When you're in the city, you don't have the view of the city. You have the view of, like, 32 Your trash bags outside yeah. the front door yeah. and some 24-year-old pissing on the wall. We can't discount, right? though. We can't discount. The not thirty-seven year old. <laughs> we can't discount the 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 um, 
the fact that at the time, not only the city leadership, but the county leadership that was in place too, were on board on board with the expanding, mm. right? Yeah. So you got Mayor Fulop in there who's thinking, who's trying to be progressive and trying to. They really gave out push liquor it. licenses. They allowed people to have fun. What? It, 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 it's all it all worked together, and it's not that these other uh, places can't do the same thing, but do they have the requisite leadership to push that, to push those agendas forward, to see it through like that? And and I think that was a big part of it too. So did you recognize those things as you were growing up in the city, or is that stuff that you realized more recently? I think I, I definitely realized it more recently as I was doing adulthood, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> so um, some of these lessons I could have learned from family members, parents, things of that nature, but I didn't have that access to that information and that built-in knowledge. But obviously I'm looking around, I'm trying to stay open-minded. And uh, one of the things I did, I did do early uh, right before I went to law school was I did buy property mm -hmm. um, in, in, in that boom. Um, luckily, I wasn't a, a person that had to sell because it crashed, but I, I did sell. But I, um, that I, we all kind of my peer group started to understand that it makes sense long term to be involved in this market and, uh, and and try to benefit it from it. So, you know, I went to school in Philadelphia and a lot of my uh, peers went and worked in New York, you know, just like that. I worked for a consulting firm in New York for a while and, and then I went to law school. So you have people, like-minded people who are talking about, you know, how do we do this thing? How do we, you know, bring ourselves to the next point? And people started investing. People started investing and looking forward. And, and then you had people who were in private equity businesses, raising money and doing larger projects. So we started to see it as we started to learn and become more adults and, and get involved in that type of uh, adult work. But, uh, you know, I wish I knew a little earlier. Sure. Well, look, hindsight's twenty twenty. Yep, 100%. But you mentioned something. You said you lived in Philadelphia. Yeah. And I want to use that as an example because I lived in Philadelphia. Oh, my God. Philadelphia is a beautiful city, has a lot of culture, and I hated it when I first got there, and I missed it when I left. Yeah. But there's a reason Philadelphia is a failure, right? And it's the same reason these other cities won't make it either. There is no jobs around there to fill the city. So people go there, there's jobs, there's more universities, it's more college students. You don't have the population inflow required for a rapid expansion and development like it happened in Jersey City. Jersey City has massive amounts of people coming in from the tech field, from whatever it is, and their population growth, right, is, is what has driven Jersey City. <coughs> and that's because Jersey City's never tried to paint stripes on itself and call itself a zebra. Mm -hmm. Whereas, look at Hoboken. Hoboken has changed for the worse. Hoboken changed its identity. I Look, I love the leadership there. I'm friends with the mayor. But Hoboken took this approach that they want to be family friendly. Mm. Now, you can't take a city that's mm. iconic for having the most bars per square mile and then say, well, we're going to cancel St. Patty's Day. Mm. We're going to do this because you want to change the vision of the city. Because guess what? Hoboken will never be... The moment you have a couple kids, you want You're to out. You yeah. move to the right. suburbs. Yep. <laughs> so to me, and respectfully to my friends, that was shit vision. It was bad planning. They wanted the city that they wanted to raise their family in, so they tried to change a city to meet what they thought was good for themselves, as opposed to, hey, this is the identity of our city. Let's cater to that identity, but make it cleaner, safer, nicer, right? Let's make it a mix. Let's not take its identity. Let's maybe develop pockets of areas with new identity. Jersey City did that. It never went in and took the identity out of an area. It just developed certain areas 
and welcomed all identities into that area. And that's what I like about Jersey City. Jersey they, City had the space to do that, though. That's true. Hoboken didn't. So Hoboken is so they, small. I mean, it's you think they had to pick or choose, basically? I mean, they had the space to be like, you know, up here near Palisades Park it's, or whatever. Yep. My friend used to live on Palisades. That's and the heights. That's going to be yeah, a certain heights. kind of area. Down here near the water, it's going to be a certain sure. kind of area. Over near the mall, it's going to be Journal Square, area. yeah. Yeah, they I, have agree. all of those different areas. Hoboken didn't have that option. No, I, I agree. So, and, and, I, and that's 100% right. And I'm not saying they should build skyscrapers. Right, right, right. But if they wanted it family friendly, right, they had parks they could have cleaned up. Mm. They had areas that they did actually have areas that they're fighting for redevelopment. You know, the further south you got off of Washington, yep. you know, they were trying to gentrify that area aggressively to get rid of the public housing. Yep. Right. They were areas that they could have maybe reshaped. But the fact that they attacked the fiber of what was Main Street, what, built it. what was Washington yeah. Street. Right. They, no, they really attacked that. Fiber. They, they were having success with that. And I agree with you. Why? You can enhance that success, but why, why change it so dramatically? Because when, when in the 2000s, when we were young professionals, everybody wanted to live in Hoboken, Hoboken, and everybody did. It was either Hoboken or downtown Jersey City, and that was the bottom line. And now Hoboken is not that sexy anymore. Yeah. Yeah. The progression not. that I saw at that time was you went and lived in Hoboken for mm -hmm. a few years until you got engaged. Yes. And then and you then went you... and found something in Jersey City. Right. Yeah. Right, because you got a little more space and you right. can have a little you diversity. You have a little bit more income. Yep. You have a two income, and mm -hmm. you, you. So city moving. cities are led by their voted members. Yep. So in theory, whoever the residents were that voted in Hoboken chose these leaders, and the leaders were in then then That's a whole other discussion putting right. forward what their their sadly, people wanted. Sadly, I don't think that people really get out and vote the way they should. Probably the young people of Hoboken did not vote as much. No, there. because they were too busy having fun, and then yeah. they're like, "Shit, no more fun." So then you have yeah. the rest of the the people that have been there growing, uh, raising their families who who voted in and this council. guess what? I, honestly, I, I truly believe this. I, I don't have any facts, but I think if you take a statistic, most a lot of those people moved out anyway. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Now, I have to agree with you, even though you wanted to fight. Shit. I, I completely agree with you that Jersey City is pulling off anything that's next to New York City, which is the most wonderful city in the world, the biggest, the Agreed. greatest. I'm a native New Yorker, right? If it's pulling off of New York City, it has something that no other city has. But I think you can take lessons mm -hmm. from Jersey City and apply them to other places, such as if you look at the leadership of the city and what their vision is, mm -hmm. should you invest there? Should you be putting your money there? Things like that, taking those and sort of applying it. And, and it, it, again, why leadership is so important is look at Bayonne, look at look at all these other cities that also abut with West New York, mm. right. Now, look, they're not the same because they don't have that direct access. They don't. The city that right. Jersey right. City does, right? The path, like, yep. you know, Hoboken does. But, you know, Jersey City is very unique in that context. But it, it, none of these other these other areas were truly able to uh, ride that wave as well as Jersey City. You know, everyone said Bayonne is the next Hoboken. Yeah. It's not. It's Bayonne's not. still a shithole. They're not. And, and they're not, they're not going to let it Bayonne. be. Yeah, no. It, and by the way, we love Bayonne, so just... We have some developers on the show that are yeah. doing yeah. projects well, in Bayonne. There's still good opportunities yeah. to buy there them. There are. And, but Bayonne isn't... It didn't turn into the next... They, they, they're still, they're, they still have um, uh, control of the fabric of their community, basically. And they're, and they're shaping it in such a way that it's not going to be like Jersey City. It's just not... There are plenty of opportunities, but you got to fit within... What what they want to do there, and and and, that, and that's good for that town, mm -hmm. and, and that works. Um, but I, <laughs> what about Newark? I mean, you know, Newark is the biggest we don't, city. We don't talk about Newark. We love Newark too. <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know, Newark has or has right now. They've yeah. been working towards the opportunity to do what Jersey City does. Do you think that they're Newark going to screwed succeed? the pooch so many times 
that Pooch can't have kids anymore. I mean, they have had so many. This is a pet washers, friendly show, right? They've we had, don't screw pooches they, here. They've had. Yeah, it was a horrible analogy. Yeah, <laughs> I take it. Back. I thought it through. It was very. But stupid. they've been going through their but own gentrification resurgence. Yeah, and, and sure. Where the know. money's getting dissipated. Yes, it's not it focused. They're not developing a certain area, then moving to the next. Mm-hmm. Like you still have the South Side, which you can't park your car there. You know, New York has had so many opportunities, and so many times did the lights turn on and people say, "Hey, New York is up and coming. Mm-hmm. Let's invest." And then it just falters, yeah. right? It just falters. They make a really nice area, they develop it, it's, then they just falter. I'll give you an example. I had a property in Newark. There was an abandoned lot next to it. Newark had a great plan that says, hey, file some paperwork and you can buy lots next to you if you want to develop it, right? Mm-hmm. And they get back to me for like two years. I sold my, wow. I sold the property at the end of the day. It was probably we had for years. They, they, and and I, I, like those, um, I like those programs, especially for younger, uh, investors who are l- trying to get their feet wet and understand the process because you can do smaller uh, uh, projects. But those redevelopment opportunities were good. I think um, execution is always a, a issue and you have to have the right professionals to to, to see it all the way through. Uh, I'm not saying that Nork didn't. I really am not that familiar with how, I mean, you being a property owner probably know better than me. But I like what Jersey City is doing in that regard where they're inviting um, younger, uh, in, in terms of experience, investors mm-hmm. in to get redevelopment projects um, and, and and build. So, you know, if you're only used to doing one or two family flips, right, you're not going to a skyscraper. It, it, it wouldn't make sense, but it might make sense for you to do a 12 or 15 unit building. And Jersey City is, 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 is making efforts to uh, invite in uh, younger, less experienced developers to do those type of things because it keeps them, it keeps people that are interested in that stuff. Keeps the energy. Exactly. Mm. Uh, invested in the city. What are, what are some of those steps that they're taking to entice younger, younger developers or newer developers? Right. So they, they have their redevelopment program. One of the things they're doing is uh, my, my own personal experience is that they're more open to uh, bringing in uh, people that they're strangers to. Right. Okay. Of course, they vet them and uh, want to know that you have the financial wherewithal and some experience to do it. But in other places where these programs exist, it's sort of a closed door. Right. You kind of have to be known to people to even get on the list. But I, I personally have seen in 2022 uh, three people who had no real prior experience in the town developing, uh, be approved as redevelopers, be assigned properties, and now are in the stages of, you know, signing RDAs and, and figuring out the next steps and, and how they do it. So That's risky, though, no? I think it is, 100%, but that's, what, that's why you do the RDA. And, and they have great, they have great uh, attorneys there. Uh, you know, McManaman does some of their, um, their redevelopment work, um, other firms where, you know, you're going to have, um, you know, checkpoints built in to understand... Uh, you know, is this is this person serious? Can they do it? I mean, there you have to give full financials. You have to give full resumes and experience. So it's not like anybody can just walk in the door and do right. it. Um, you got to show you have a commitment to doing it. Tell us about your projects. What have you done in Jersey City? Uh, well, so main, mainly focused in sales. Um, personally, for as far as development projects, it, when I was practicing, it was on that side. So. Uh, I, you know, um, some of the projects you represented or worked on. Sure, um, there's uh, one on MLK, um, um, right at uh, Grant Avenue. Um, and I'm forgetting the address, of course. Uh, what on type the of project was it? It was a it was a 15 unit development with commercial. Um, there's the project on Vroom Street uh, next to our colleagues' project we were just talking about mm-hmm. last week. Um, that was an eight unit condo development, um, which is a great project. 
Um, what else did I work on in Jersey City? Well, what were some of the, the, the what was there before? What did they get approved? So to sure. Speak? And then what so, were some of the challenges you faced? And, and, and I'm glad that's a great question. Um, in, in a city like Jersey City, you go to the ordinance and you look at what you can build, all right? Minimum 25 by 100 lot. You know, you have to uh, fall into the strictures of, uh, of the zoning ordinance. And you're thinking, well, all I can do is a two-family house. Why would I want to get involved in that? Not true. Um, you put a good plan together. You apply for your variance. Um, and you can get a lot of uh, projects approved that before weren't, you know, even feasible at all. So uh, the Vroom Street project, as I said, was an eight-unit condo. That wasn't zoned. That's not zoned for uh, eight. Um, but it, it was... Um, it, we were able to get that done um, w with eight units. Right next to that, um, uh, the colleague that I was talking about before um, did an assemblage and brought together two two lots, and now he's doing what thirty units over there. Mm -hmm. um, so, it, and what they're doing is understanding that the the demographics are changing. Yes, there's going to be more density, but they're they're making it make sense for the investors that that want to be here, and that's important for our city. Um, so. Um, the vacant lots, they want to see them closed up and they want to see people come developing them. And you know any vacant lots that they want to see closed up on the cheap? N no, nothing is on the cheap anymore. Asking that's for the, a friend. Right. I know, you're asking for a friend. <laughs> that, that's the one thing I can say. Nothing is cheap anymore, but they do take into consideration your development cost. All right. So because the market is, is very hot, you know, it, it would... I would say, you know, to you know, to be fair, it would be irresponsible for them to let, just let it go for nothing because the, the land is valuable, but right? Isn't Jersey City down a little bit right now? Well, Redfin had it down what four point three percent last month for it, year on year. But in what? In what types of sales? Sales, but in, residential home sales, right? Gross. Let me. I'll tell you right now. I take a so and and and, and that you. that might be true, but as you know, investors. If they can make a profit and it makes sense, they're gonna still they're gonna still build. They're gonna sure. still buy. It's not just about you know the the smaller guy well, who's rents, just buying a home. I I, I know our in, in yes. April twenty twenty three downtown Jersey City home prices were down four point two percent compared to last year, selling for a median price of seven hundred ninety k. On average, homes in downtown Jersey City sell after forty eight days on the market compared to thirty nine days last year. Yeah, there were sixty seven homes sold in April this year, down from one hundred one last year. So. It, and, and you look at those numbers, in right? May though was up two point four percent. Exactly. I was say that, but so if you look at those really, numbers, right? I rolled up the two point four percent. I was like, oh, I'm not gonna. If you look at those numbers and compare it to what happened with the interest rates last year, they're Ooh. pretty much right in line. That, that's really all it is. And 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 who are you dropping out when you when the interest rates grow? You're dropping out the the smaller person who's just buying a house for their family, right? The investors are st they're still in the market. Um, I, I think the opposite. I think you push out invest. No, I don't know. But I, I would. You're, I don't know the answer to that. But if I think, the, if I think the opportunity is still big, then cap rate changes when you raise. Yeah. It. Oh, you're saying for larger development. If it if it goes up a point, it's not not, not going to deter you. Correct. If you if you already have the margin there, I, I mean, it depends on the so, the project. And then once the Fed said they would stay, see everybody everybody is. I mean, the 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 fear that was in the in the populace it come keep on. going up. It, it was crazy. But once once the Fed stabilized stuff and said, hey, we're going to try to hold it steady, and now the rates are back down in the mid fives. You know, people are right back out. You mentioned in May is two point three percent up. You know, so I, I think there's always going to be an ebb and flow. But, you know, if you're talking to the right person and, and, and that person can lay out a plan for you and understand, here are the numbers, here's the market. Maybe you got so used to making 10, 12 percent, 13 percent every year that you're being a little ridiculous, right? You're being a little naive. Some One year, two years. I like you, being greedy. That's fair. But I don't think you're going to I don't think you're going to stop investing just because you can only make nine and a half this year. I would. You would? I would. I would walk away from the entire town. Never look back. <laughs>
I mean, you have to take him with and a grain you, of salt, but <laughs> you all should too. So I can get back to 13%. Right. So you can get back in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> There's always a deal in every market. Yep. So it really depends on Agreed. what it is. But what were, what were some of the things that um, you, you said that you got a project approved that weren't necessarily what was slated for that zoning? Yeah. Is that because the you saw that the city was in the process of changing their zoning or it was just a one-off? They liked the project. Well, why did it they definitely wasn't that? a one-off? It was, it was, and you, you can call it riding a wave, but it was just the sense that um, it's important that if you're going to have um, this continue to go and not mm -hmm. pause, and then like some people may consider a failure, right? You have to be realistic <coughs> about what's what's gonna what's gonna get done here, mm -hmm. and if and if you're not gonna let a ten unit project get done around a corner from a twelve unit project that might be forty years old, Got right? It. You, you you're probably not gonna be successful. So I, I think it, it was just the understanding that. The boards came to that as long as it's not ridiculous, you know, and, and, and it's within reason and you have a good plan, then we'll, we'll take it seriously. So did the board in Jersey City, is that traditionally the same way in all the other areas that you've dealt in? Are they doing something special there to try to encourage redevelopment? And, and how is the city picking their board members? Are they elected or are they appointed? No, the the zone the zoning board is uh, appointed positions. Mm -hmm. it's, not, it's not elected, no. All appointed by the mayor. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. I actually have a question. So mm. we have we have a, a young person in the in the audience, and I, I want a perspective of a young person. Let's sure. See. Can we ask a question? Is Hoboken, Jersey City, still cool for your age group? Interesting. So she said Hoboken is still still cool, still for going hot, and Jersey City is more known for the colleges. Yeah. Now after hearing that, I mean, honestly, I probably don't know. Maybe it is getting more. Well, we're just wondering what, what an average. Yeah, no, I think that's a good perspective to have, though, because, uh, you know, the development in downtown Jersey City and other places, even on the west side, with respect to entertainment, nightlife, other opportunities, retail opportunities, is tremendous. Um, Does that mall still suck? The, one the, in, uh, the, the mall yeah. still sucks. It sucked since I was 13 years old. So it, that that that's not anything to do with the real Does estate. Does it suck because of the quality of the tenants, or is it empty? There's no, no stores there. No, the, the, it's the quality of the tenant. It's not empty. It's full, but it's the quality of the tenants, mm. 100%. Well, those tenants are there. They're obviously making money. Otherwise, they wouldn't be there. But why is the parking now $4? I'd rather just drive out the short hills and because see what I got to do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, obviously, there's too many customers. That's true. And, and all the, the, the landlord is <laughs> the, the landlord has that's another problem. The ability to charge that's the four dollars. That's true. It, it's true. It's all good. But the, you, uh, Eric you doesn't believe in charging. I would. For I would parking. love. I, I. I don't either. I would love to complain about Newport Mall as many chances yeah. as I get. No, I, I believe in. I don't not believe in charging for, for parking. I think it's based on where you're trying to make your money. So if if the money is just flowing from all directions, and you can still charge because there's such an overwhelming demand, then charge. Make as much if as that's you your can business. Can yeah. yeah, that's fair. Listen, you know, but if you're having trouble, not a socialist country, milk no. it. If you're having trouble keeping tenants in the place because they're not making money, then you can't charge for parking. But here's the thing. Like you, you mentioned the, the tenants within in the mall. That's why I think it's such a, you know, you can have these conversations for days. Yes, the tenants inside the mall may not be to my desire and others, but. I think you said they suck. Yeah, I did say that. Outside, you got Ruth Chris, which I like. That and sucks, many though. people like it may suck to you, but I think it's a good brand to have there in a town that's trying to establish yourself a certain way. You have the 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 um 
the hotel right next to it. Uh, I mean, these are long-established restaurants that haven't gone anywhere, even in mm. downturns. That is oh, so that's the one on the corner, right? Right, exactly. There's a bar at the bottom yes. of that restaurant. It's actually pretty popular. Exactly. Bar. So there are things like that where, you know, the retail itself, if you're looking at it, you probably have to parse it up. And and look at and, and look at different categories of retail because the restaurants there and stuff. I you know I don't know what they're making, but they're there. They're thriving. Is that Cuban restaurant still there? Yes, exactly. That place that is dope. Way. So maybe maybe the expanding parts of Jersey City will make room for other retail sections, or maybe they'll try to do some open air sections. Well, maybe. I, I always felt that that's what was lacking. Like mm. you know, you go to L.A., Cali, you have these fun outdoor malls, good shopping yes. centers. That's I think that's what's lacking in Jersey City. They they and we got to get the state's cooperation, obviously, but. Liberty State Park is should be for the people of Jersey City. It is so dynamic. It can be even more dynamic. And again, one of the reasons Jersey City is a great place. Why do you think it's not? Um, I just, I think that um, when there's the political will, then too much time passes before we get everything done, and then there's another political agenda. Oh, you're saying it's not owned by the city, it's owned by the state. Correct. We have to, and we have to have the state the city on so board they can control it. So that we can get everything Understood. done. So we got SciTech City coming there. That's gonna be an amazing project and an amazing academic uh, center for our community. So that's gonna bring a lot of people here to say, okay, I have a place where I can trust that my young person could go thrive, STEM education based. Um, so, wow, look at what this area can do for me and, and my family. And so, but you can do more with that part. I'm not saying overdo it, but like you mentioned, outdoor opportunities, that, that is the place. And I, even when it was much more of a dump, that, that was like a treat for us growing up in Jersey City to Views go down there. are awesome. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I, I kind of feel like you're on vacation when you're Yeah, down. exactly. hundred oh. percent. I still go to play soccer. It's nice. Something else that I like that Jersey City did is... It has a special improvement district for each area Absolutely. of Jersey City. Yes, like my does. background is in special improvement districts and they have six different ones. And if you don't know what a special improvement district is, look it up. Sometimes it's called a business improvement district, but basically it's an organization to spur economy, to get feet to the street, to clean things up, to make the life good for the people and businesses there. And they did a really good job at developing one for every area and actually making them very active. Is that like the Main Street Business Alliance? It it is, is like yeah. the Main Street Business Alliance. And they focus on a specific area, as Noel said, and their their well, mission I, statement is to improve that one area. Correct. And Could Exchange be. Place has one, yeah. downtown Jersey City, which is a, a big part of why that's been developed so well, in my opinion. And it, it doesn't always have the same agenda that yeah. the council has. Correct. So, because it's made up of the business members in that district. So, you're yeah, getting absolutely. real boots on the ground as to what should or shouldn't happen there. So, let me ask you a question. You've been so ingrained in Jersey City for such a long time. Sure. You probably have a lot of connections with right? Mm -hmm. So you can get deals like someone's dying, scoop it up. You have access to this stuff. <laughs> Do people die in Jersey? I would like to rephrase that or <laughs> say it in a different way. But, um, you know, absolutely. In any business, especially sales, any sales business, you always have to work your network, right? Um, and uh, we, I'm, I'm here to help you if you ever need to work you. your dog. I, I think I, I need to work <laughs> with you. But, you know, even uh, Roberto and I did a deal a couple years ago. Um, he had a relationship and um, uh, this uh, woman, um, her her sister was was passing away um, and was say, in the hospital. Say, no, no, but, no, but, no, 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 Let's I scoop got, this up on the cheap. <laughs> no, that's not what happened. But he said, there's this deal, you know, your relationship, you know, do you have someone, you know, that, I mean, I think we did the deal in a week, you know, mm -hmm. so 
I, yes, I have the relationships that we, we can we can make stuff happen. I'm ready to do those deals. Okay, <laughs> especially if they got a week left. <laughs> so back back to growth opportunities. What was what were, let's say, one of the biggest growth opportunities that you missed out on that you recognized back Hang on then? A podcast sooner. Uh, yeah, and that um, you would have that, caught and wish you caught. I, I think I wish I caught the Bergen Lafayette development mm -hmm. because at, at the at the end of the day, there were a lot of uh, there are a lot of rehabs that have been done in that area and they've been great, right? But what eventually came there, some of the larger ones are amazing. And and had I really been paying attention to the fact that they were going to do the park down there on Garfield Avenue and they have such a great development team on the Morris Canal uh, redevelopment area and the like, I think that that's what I really would have caught on to. Um, because um, even at the time, you know, I just didn't know the relationships that I had access to on a one-off basis. Some mm -hmm. of the bigger uh, real estate players that, that are in town that own a lot of land, you know, I, 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 I know them now, but I wish I knew them in 2010. Sure. Right, 2011. Mm -hmm. um, would you say that water played a part in success? Like you were talking about the, the Morris Canal, like Jersey City has a lot of different water type connections. Yeah. Is that where a lot of the development is happening or is it more based on where the path stations are? What, what would you say? So two things. Uh, the path stations are important. Also, the stuff that the DOT is trying to do in expanding light rail and, and other transportation bases, I think, are, are very important. But I, I, I think you're 100 percent right, because for a long time, people didn't see some of the waterways as viable opportunities mm -hmm. just because of the issues that you have in development, developing near waterways and the like. And um, it, I think it took the courage of the developers to say, I'm going to take the added risk that comes with trying to develop near, near a place that also Jersey City had a history of contamination. Mm. And many of them were near those waterways. So you had to deal with those issues first in order to really get going in an earnest way. Thank you. That's very informative. I think this is great, Marquise. You have to come back. Oh, absolutely. I would love to. And we have to talk about a ton of different other things. Give us some ideas because you're amazing. Oh, that's thank you for saying that. I, I'm Eric, we're Can I liver, get that bro. on tape? I got to show my wife that clip right there. <laughs> well, we've known you're amazing for a while. <laughs> this is a recorded <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Oh so she will get the opportunity to see that unsolicited <laughs> comment. Unsolicited, right? yeah. But thank you. And uh, subscribe. So, oh. How do you Guys, forget you to know, ask for that? You know. You know to subscribe. And subscribe. if you don't know, now you know. <laughs> you know. Um, and you're just going to mash that button, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. Subscribe. And you're going to find out more. Hear about more things like what Mar Marquise is talking about. We always have great people on. There you go. Thanks for, for watching. And remember, if you visualize it, you can own it. See you next time. Thanks. And if any of you need to sell quick. <laughs>